spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, hey everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got on today's show. Sask Pork is the latest farm group in the province to voice its opinion on Bill C-234. Farm Credit Canada, meanwhile, is hosting a series of events for young farmers looking to sharpen their skills. And the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is getting ready for agribition later this month. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems, visit farmfreshwater.ca. The general manager of Sask Pork says an amendment proposed by the Senate Standing Committee on Agriculture and Forestry to Bill C-234 will further erode the ability of farmers to adopt new technology to safeguard the environment and animal welfare. Sask Pork Chair Toby Shedder has written an open letter to members of the Senate of Canada expressing concern over amendment proposed by the Standing Committee to Bill 234, the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act, that would remove an exemption for heating barns that was contained in the version passed in the House of Commons. Mark Ferguson is calling on the Senate to reject the proposed amendment and approve the version passed in the House of Commons. Well, uh, Bill C-234 is an important amendment to the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act, and what it was aimed at doing was removing grain drying, uh, barn and, and barn and greenhouse heating from the carbon tax. So this bill, uh, which would improve conditions for farms across Canada, had already been passed by the House and uh, is currently before the Senate. And recently, uh, the Standing Committee on Agriculture and Forestry um, passed an amendment that fundamentally changes the bill, uh, removing the exemption for heating barns and uh, well, basically fundamentally changes the, the, the bill. So our chairman wrote uh, an open letter last week to all senators from Saskatchewan just calling for the rejection of the amendment. And we want to ensure that Bill C-234 in its entirety is swiftly passed through the Senate to provide relief to Barnes starting this winter. And it's starting to get cold out there. He outlines the key concern of the amendment. Well, I mean, this this all goes back to the to the greenhouse gas Pollution Pricing Act, the carbon tax itself, and uh, the carbon tax, as the as the rate we're taxed on in, increases, and it's scheduled to uh, to increase significantly more past where it is today. But at 
at today's carbon rate of $65 per ton, it is having a huge impact on farms across the country. We estimate that the carbon tax costs our farms right now $4.3 million per year. And this is going to triple by 2030 if everything goes according to uh, to the plan of the Government of Canada. So on average, each of our barns pays about $30,000 in carbon tax. And uh, right now we pay as much in carbon tax as we do for the gas itself. So it's becoming a huge and significant cost for our farms. It is a cost that none of our closest competitors in global pork markets have to face. And this is a measure that is going to impact our long-term sustainability and ability to competitively produce pork. So it is a big deal. It is something that Bill C-234 will fix, and we encourage the Senate to, to pass that and provide relief to our farms. Ferguson talks about the animal welfare implications. Producers uh, are responsible for looking after animals, and uh, so they're caretakers, and it is their duty to provide a safe and comfortable environment for animals in our care. So, you know, providing heat and providing clean air to animals in our facilities is is a responsibility. We can't just not heat the barns, and uh, it's something that we have to do regardless of the cost. So, um, you know... <laughs> This, the, the carbon tax is just a pure cost to our farms. We cannot turn the heat down in the barns. That wouldn't be, wouldn't be fair to the animals, and it's something we're not going to do. Saskatchewan is a, an ideal place to raise livestock and hogs due to our large ag land base, but the unfortunate reality is it gets cold in the winter here, and we have to house our animals indoors, and we have to provide heat to them. That's not an option. After the break, we'll hear Ferguson talk about how barns are heated in the province and how the carbon tax impacts hog farmers and consumers. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. We're back with Mark Ferguson, the General Manager of Sask Pork. Before the break, Ferguson talked about the concerns Sask Pork has on an amendment to Bill 234 that would take out the carbon tax ex- exemption for fuel u- used for heating and cooling buildings. He explains how most barns are heated in Saskatchewan. The vast majority of barns in Saskatchewan utilize natural gas as the primary heat source, and so natural gas is a, is a clean burning energy source. It's abundant in, uh, in Canada. It has low emissions relative to other alternatives such as heating oil or coal. So we think we do have a very clean and efficient heating source installed in all of our barns. And from our perspective, uh, we are not aware of an emerging technology or viable alternative that can, can completely replace natural gas as a heat source on the farms. So, you know, you can talk about heat pumps and geothermal solar panels. They just cannot provide the BTUs that we need during a cold Saskatchewan winter. So uh, there is no alternative. Uh, you know, we do upgrade the heaters as more efficient units become available. And, uh, you know, we upgrade insulation in the barns. Um, 
try to have controllers in the barns that that uh, provide an optimal environment while you you know reducing the amount of time the heaters are on. You know these upgrades make economic sense because energy has always been one of our mo- most efficient costs, and farms will will upgrade as as they can and as they can afford to. Ferguson says the carbon tax is negatively impacting hog farmers. Well, ironically, the carbon tax just handicaps producers that want to make the upgrade. So when you're paying $30,000 a year and more to the government, you have less money to upgrade the facility, unfortunately. And, uh, and that's the legacy of the carbon tax for hog farms. He adds the carbon tax is also affecting consumers. Well, anytime you add cost to producing food, it is ultimately going to increase the costs of, of food at, at, the, at the plate for consumers. So, you know, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate side effect of, uh, of the carbon tax is that it's going to increase food costs for all Canadians, and it is today. Ferguson hopes the Senate passes the bill without the amendment. Well, this is an important issue for hog producers in Saskatchewan and across Canada, and we hope senators will pass C-234 quickly in its entirety and uh, get it through the Senate to provide significant relief this winter for our farms and for our animals. He says the Sask pork letter can be viewed on its ent- in its entirety right now. The letter is on our website, and I believe it was posted on Twitter, and it was uh, sent to all of our producers as well. So it should be, should be widely available for anybody that wants to see it. Mark Ferguson is the general manager of Sask Pork. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The Ice Futures canola market continued its months-long downtrend as the calendar flipped over to November, with the futures looking for an outside catalyst to spark a corrective bounce. While canola has seen occasional attempts at correcting higher over the past two months, any gains proved short-lived. Ken Ball of PI Financial in Winnipeg says speculative money was on the short side and fund traders were showing little interest in exiting those bearish bets or going long for the time being. From a fundamental standpoint, Ball says canola is fairly cheap, pointing to wide crush margins and steady domestic processing demand. However, he adds, while canola may be attractively priced, that doesn't mean people are rushing to buy it. After losing nearly $150 per metric ton over the past two months, Ball anticipates canola could be near its harvest lows, noting it's a bit of a mystery why canola's not attracting more interest. The farm gate price of milk will go up May 1, 2024, rather than February 1st, after a review of the national pricing formula and consultation with stakeholders. The Canadian Dairy Commission says the increase will be 1.77%, or about 1.5 cents per litre for milk going into processing plants. The Commission had already published this increase in October, but says that exceptional circumstances led to the decision to postpone its implementation. 
The milk pricing formula includes 50% of the year-over-year change in cost of production and 50% of the change in the consumer price index, or overall inflation. After the Commission published its proposal for the national pricing formula last month, however, the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers invoked an exceptional circumstances process that leads to an additional round of consultations between the CDC and other stakeholder organizations. The Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council says labour shortages cost the agriculture sector $3.5 billion in sales in 2022. Research by the Conference Board of Canada on behalf of the Council found the sector has a vacancy rate of 7.4%. The Council says the agriculture sector employed more than 420,000 workers in 2022 and almost a quarter of them were foreign workers. Jennifer Wright, Executive Director of the Council, says there's an urgent need to boost the labour supply in Canadian agriculture. She says this new data on Canada's agriculture labour market is important so that the industry can tackle these challenges. The Council says the data is part of a longer-term initiative to update its labour forecasting system and support its National Workforce Strategic Plan. Nutrien says it earned $82 million U.S. in the third quarter, down from $1.6 billion U.S. a year earlier. The Saskatoon-based company, which is the world's largest fertilizer producer, says sales were $5.6 billion U.S., down 31% from $8.2 billion U.S. Diluted earnings per share were $0.15 U.S., down from $2.94 U.S. Nutrien attributed its lower earnings mainly to lower net realized selling prices, as well as lower retail earnings. The company says in its Wednesday release that its earnings are significantly affected by fertilizer benchmark prices, which have been volatile over the last two years. President and CEO Ken Seitz says the company delivered record potash sales volumes in the third quarter and says the company is encouraged by the increased level of demand and market stability in the second half of the year. While global fertilizer prices were projected to be steady to higher in 2024, overall affordability is set to improve while usage will increase. That's according to Samuel Taylor, a New York City-based farm inputs analyst for Raybo Research Food and Agribusiness, who delivered a presentation on the fertilizer market during the firm's Fall Harvest Outlook webinar on October 25th. Taylor presented a fertilizer affordability index, which is measured using global fertilizer prices against global crop prices with a baseline of zero. Last September, the value was 0.01, down from around 0.25 in July. By comparison, the index had fallen to minus 0.65 in January of 2022, its lowest value since the Great Recession of 2008. Despite this, the index and the worldwide affordability of fertilizers are expected to improve into July of 2024. And that's today's AgriView. I'm Doug Falk. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy and a high of plus one. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low of minus seven degrees. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy and a 30% chance of flurries late in the afternoon. High of minus two, a low minus four. Saturday, clearing up, a high of three degrees. Then Saturday night, periods of snow, the low minus one. Sunday, periods of rain, high of six degrees, the low minus four. Monday, cloudy, high of plus three, the low minus four again. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of plus one, the low minus five. And Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of zero. Normal highs for the period are 3 degrees, normal lows minus 8. Sun rose at 7.51 this morning, and the sun will set at 5.33. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan minus 2, Swift Current plus 1, Saskatoon and Yorkton are at 0, and Weyburn 2 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Cypress Hills Provincial Park at 5.4 degrees. Cool spot is Collins Bay at minus 12.2 in Regina, although it says mostly cloudy, it uh, kind of looks mainly sunny. We'll go with that. Go positive. West-southwest wind at 11 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 90%. Temperature is minus 1 degree or 31 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.3 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy. Southwest wind at 13. Temperature 2 degrees. Again in Regina, call it mainly sunny. West-southwest wind at 11 kilometers an hour. Temperature, minus one. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. Young farmers across Canada looking to sharpen their skills while making connections have an opportunity to attend a series events of events hosted by Farm Credit Canada. The FCC Young Farmers Summit has a total of seven events scheduled, six in person and one virtual, for late November into mid-February. Jason Fisk, manager of content marketing and social media with FCC, says it's geared toward farmers under 40. It's really an opportunity, I think, for young farmers to sort of shift the work that they've been doing outside um, and, and focus more on the work that they typically do inside. So that'd be sort of focused on, on the business of their operation, focused on, um, you know, a number of different topics around family dynamics and even mental health. But it's also an opportunity to hear speakers talk about financial management and risk management and, and sort of all the components that, that go into a successful farm outside of really the production side of the operation. One will be in Saskatoon on February 7th. Another is in Winnipeg on January 24th. FCC will also be in Lethbridge January 31st and in Camrose on February 13th. Two summits will be held in Ontario. He says there will be something for everyone when they attend. There are some speakers that are that are consistent uh, at, at all of our stops across the country, but I think what we want to offer that day is a variety of, of topics. And so, um, you know, like I said, there's we're going to hear a little bit from people talking about the financial management side of, of a farm, um, talking about 
the family dynamics and, and farm transition and, and even mental health. And so although some of the some of the speakers vary from, from location to location, typically those are the types of topics that, that were uh, focused on throughout the day and, and through a variety of speakers. Fisk gives a preview of the virtual event, which is on November 28th. One of the uh, summits that we're offering, we're going we're gonna to provide it as a, uh, uh, what we would call hybrid event. So there's going to be components of the event that will be broadcast live on, a, on the web for anybody that, that wants to view it. So obviously we can't get to every community in, in Canada, but we do want to make some of these speakers and some of these topics available to anybody that's interested. So, so what we're going to do is, is offer up a, um, a virtual event for, um, for those that can't be there face-to-face that can sort of partake in, in a number of the topics and the talks that, that we think are, are going to hit the mark with young producers. He says feedback has been strong over the years. It's for a number of things. It's not just the speakers and, and the topics that are discussed, but I know that a lot of the attendees really appreciate, you know, the networking and connecting with others within within the industry. You know, uh, farming is kind of a unique business in that, uh, you know, your, your business location might be a little bit remote compared to, to other industries. And so, you know, our summits have the opportunity to bring people together where people can share ideas, experiences, you know, thoughts, and, and just connect with those that are, uh, you know, experiencing the same opportunities that, that agriculture can, can provide. And to register. So people can go to our website at fcc.ca and under, we have a knowledge tab, and there's, there's an events tab that you can click, and it, and it highlights all the events that, uh, that we're offering to customers, and, and our events are, are free. And, uh, you know, the intent is really to, uh, to give people an opportunity to sort of step away from the farm for, for a day or to, or to log into one of our virtual events and, and take the time to really focus on the business of, of their farming. And, uh, and that's something that uh, is obviously critical and important to the strength of the industry. Jason Fisk is the manager of content marketing and social media with Farm Credit Canada. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The latest Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture report comes from an agri-environmental specialist based in Outlook. Kiana Bohr talks about the ministry's displays at the upcoming Western Canadian Agribition. The month of November in Saskatchewan means agribition. The 2023 Canadian Western Agribition is in Regina November 20th through 25th. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture booth will once again be located in the International Trade Centre building. Ministry staff will be available throughout the week to discuss the programs and services we provide. Our livestock and feed specialists can discuss water quality or feed testing needs. Egg program specialists can answer questions about funding opportunities under the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership. Agri-environmental specialists like myself will also be at the booth. If you are interested in learning more about funding under the Resilient Agriculture Landscapes Program, we can help you out. Under this program, there are beneficial management practices, or BMPs, that producers can implement on-farm. Examples of BMPs include converting annual cropland to perennial forage cover, constructing cross fences on native rangeland, or exclusion fencing around riparian areas, or implementing an extensive winter feeding system. 
Also at the booth this year, there will be a display of cover crop species that were grown in an adopt demonstration trial in southern Saskatchewan this year. So stop by the Ministry of Egg booth at Agribition. We would love to see you and chat. That's Kiana Bohr, an agri-environmental specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture, based in Outlook. You're listening to SaskAg Today. Coming up next is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Canola is up $10.60 to 635.32. Number one red spring wheat is down $1.10 at 326.94. And the rest were unchanged. Durham at 473.72. Feed barley 277.58. Chickpeas 12.12.53, flax 6.41.04, lentils 7.87.50, oats 3.03.32, yellow peas 4.01.89, and feed wheat 2.35.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up one and three quarter cents to seven dollars and ten and three quarter cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of November the 1st. 2,600 head in the sort, 425 cows and bulls, a total of 3,025 going to the ring. Cows and bulls selling steady, but also selling to a strong demand. D1, D2 cows, 134 to 144, sales to 149, 150. D3 cows, 126 to 134. These old, thinner, weaker, blemished cows that have hip problems, they need to be sold now, I mean right now, when the weather is nice. You know what will happen when it's minus 25, minus 30. These cows are still bringing 85 to 115. Cows are averaging 136. From our good Melva area here, 1,450-pound cows, they topped out at 152.50. Good bulls, 145 to 155, sales to 163, 164. Bulls are averaging 151. From that good Grayson area, 2,100-pound bull topped out at 172.50. Onto the pre-sort sale. Yesterday, we were featuring speckle park calves. 375-pound speckle steers, 421. 450-pound speckle steers at 395, and onto the heifers, 450-pound speckle heifers topped out at 266. And now for the rest of the story: 420-pound tan steers, 481; 500-pound black steers, 430; 575-pounders at 409; 650s at 374. My favorite pen: 710-pound black steers, 357; the 780s at 352, and 850-pound steers at 336. Onto the heifers, little tan heifers, 360 pounders at 383, 425 pound heifers, 398, 500 pounders, 361, the 575 pound heifers, 340, the 650s at 326, 710s at 310, and 780 pound heifers at 286. Highlight of the morning, 61 red black exotic steers weighing 710 pounds, they topped out at 358.50. And we had some of these little black heifers, 360-pounders. They topped out at 394. I would say a darn good, respectable sale here. And to all producers, don't forget to book your trucks in advance to avoid disappointment. That is so important. And in Yorkton this week, it's the 34th annual Harvest Showdown. It started yesterday and goes right till Saturday. 
Lots to see. We have the trick riders, the short team competition, heavy horse pulls, stock dog competition, two nights of rodeo action, and the commercial cattle sale on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Lots of bread heifers for that sale. And two nights of cabarets to kick up your heels. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The latest pork prices are at $193.52 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Canada's top banker says the central bank stood pat on its key interest rate in part because of the effect that a wave of upcoming mortgage renewals is expected to have on the economy. Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem appeared before a Senate committee yesterday following the bank's most recent interest rate decision and monetary policy report. He said the central bank maintained its policy rate at 5% because it knows the effect of previous rate hikes are still filtering through the economy. As more people renew their mortgages at higher interest rates, households are expected to feel the squeeze more directly, leading to more softness in the economy. Sales edged higher compared to a year ago at Maple Leaf Foods, which trimmed its losses in the latest quarter, the company is reporting a loss of $4.3 million in its third quarter, compared to $229.5 million a year earlier. That's when the company took a large one-time non-cash impairment charge related to its plant protein business. Maple Leaf says sales in Q3 totaled $1.25 billion, compared to $1.23 billion a year earlier. On the markets, the TSX is up 484 points at 19,563. The Dow is up 388 points to 33,662. Oil is up $1.64 at $82.08 cents per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 72.60 cents US. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand Sask Egg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.